This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, God. God bless you. Put your hands together. All right, another seat tonight. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's read Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. I'm seeing that <laughs> the time is so short. Now, Hebrews 10, sorry, Hebrews 7, 25. The Bible says, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. It lives to make intercession for them. Hallelujah. That's a very uh, powerful word. He is able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. So Jesus intercedes for believers. And I think the last time I said that it does it also through believers. But let us read uh, Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. This is a ministry that goes on forever. It lives forever to make intercession for them. Now, Hebrews 8:26. The Bible says in Hebrews 8, verse 26, and I want us to read, remember. There are different types of prayer. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for. Hey, before you pray, or before you call your request a prayer, the Bible says we don't know what we should pray for not that we don't know how to pray we don't know what we should pray for except by the spirit your eyes are open you won't know god's plan apart from man's plan so the bible said that we know not what we should pray for as we all we know we have to pray but we don't know which kind of request what request to make we don't know what to pray for. You see, at certain, uh, which is what I want to touch on briefly tonight, real intercession is powerful. Real intercession can reverse any situation. Real intercession can break down any soul before God. Those who say, I don't like the gospel, Oh, I belong to this religion. I belong to that religion. You are not going to explain Christ to them. For them to be transformed. Where there is sufficient intercession. The transformation is always radical. Somebody's 50 has been an according all his life. But then he turns. Maybe this is also the reason why. So many people join church and there is no sharp 
transformation. No real change. So was that God born again under scripture in and of old. We have seen a powerful example of the things I used to do, I do them no more. We saw all that then. When people will get born again today, their classmates will be able to tell immediately that you are born. It's not that he, I'm, I'm, God is taking me out of it, you know, gradually. I'm not against that. But we are talking about a total transformation. When a chronic womanizer right there on the spot, the lust evaporates and disappears. Somebody got born again. He could not he let drinks at home. He got home and he could not drink them again. A, a, I'm talking about a paradigm shift. A real change. Not what we see many times now that we see God is working in me gradually, you know, I see rise and fall and then... Now, that's not to say that is wrong. I'm just saying that we, we saw something else then. Somebody fully given to anger and he, now he doesn't know how to get angry again. A fundamental work of the spirit done in his soul. But I found out. You know, I saw one of them. When he told people that he was a courtist, they did not believe him. In a short while, the total change is so real that you find it difficult to believe that the guy was ever a non-believer. But you know, nowadays we don't see that. And personally, I believe one of the major reasons is that the ministry of intercession is not very pronounced again in the church. But I want to begin to take a little look. Remember the foundation. We know not what to pray for. And I'm going to give you an example by using Abraham. We know not what to pray for. You see, certain prayers, when it comes to real intercession, it's not that you just begin to tell God what you think God should do. Lord, today I pray, I pray for all the people living in Ogba. Let it turn to Koyi. And, you know, it's not... <laughs> are, you, are you with me? That's not to say Koyi is better than Ogba. Please, if you live in Ogba, don't get angry. I just gave you an example. Not that I said one is better. <laughs> Amen. You... you <laughs> Amen. Lord Jesus, I pray for this person. Yes, you can start that way. But remember, prayer is deeper than that. Let's look at something from Abraham and then we continue this in the next 10 15 minutes and we are done. Are you? Let's look at it again. Abraham, Genesis 18. If I want to start from around verse 18, let's look at something there. Genesis 18. Ah. Seeing that, let's start from uh, seven things. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great nation, a mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. 
Next verse. I know him. He will command his children and his household after him that he might follow the Lord. Verse 20. Then the Lord said, The cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous. Next verse. I will go down now and see whether they have done not yet according to which is come to me. If not, I will know. <laughs> As if he didn't know. And the men turned their faces thence and towards Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. If your Bible is yours and it's not a tap, can you underline before the Lord? This is one of the major keys to it. But let's read further. He stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near. <laughs> Even before the Lord, there are dimensions. Firstly, for proper intercession, you must be before the Lord. Now, before the Lord, there are layers. Is somebody hearing me? That talks about what goes on in the spirit man of a Christian. When the Bible says, who shall ascend to the mountains of the Lord? Now, we don't ascend. Something similar to this happened to Moses in Numbers uh, 32. When the, the story of the golden calf, when they didn't see Moses for some days, stay with Abraham, please. Just stay. When they didn't see Moses for some days, and then they, they made a golden calf that Aaron made, and they began to worship. And God was angry. Idolatry. Just within how many days of bringing you out, and he said, I'm going to reject these people. I'm going to waste them. And Moses said, now Moses first of all dealt with it, but then Moses went back to the mountain. It was on the mountain he began to tell God, I say, if you kill them, what will your enemies say? Why are you this angry? He was telling God, and finally, he was able to persuade God to say, okay, you know what? I shield my son. I'm not going to deal with them again. Moses did that twice in the Bible. Exodus 32 and Numbers 14. In Numbers 14, one day God got angry again and said, you know what? I'm going to kill all these people and I will make you a great nation. And Moses said, oh God, ah, ah. And the Bible says, and God repented. What are the steps that a believer will fulfill to be able, in court, for lack of what, to bend the will of God to a situation? Actually, you are not bending his will because in all, his wills are always good. But you are making it somehow, you are making God to do something that ordinarily to appear as if God will never do. Someone is so terrible that all that it deserves is judgment. Then somebody in quotes, please, I'm just with that word for lack of word, forces God to remove punishment and say, you know what, mercy for this person. I believe that when Stephen knelt down down there and said, Lord, do not charge their sin against them, that prayer landed on Apostle Paul. He was the one that posed with the garments of everybody stoning Stephen. I beg, stone the guy. But the guy made a statement as he was falling asleep. He made me dying. He said, Lord, don't charge it. Ah, don't charge it. And the angel said, no. This guy can't be charged. <laughs> Intercession. But two things you will see there. Abraham tarried before God. Then Abraham drew closer. The tarry part 
is what many people don't wait for in the place of prayer. There are dimensions in prayer. Sincerely speaking, prayer begins in the flesh. I want to pray by 6 a.m. So you wake up by 6. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, many times that kind of prayer, you are still at the altar courts. And this is where many people stop. Many times it's where you finish your babbling, blabbling, or whatever, what they call it, blabbing, and when you blab and say all that, and then you, and then you are true. There is the second phase. That is when, honestly, you begin to experience the presence of God in the place of prayer. At times, in this realm, many times, it is God that will put a desire in your heart of what to pray about. Can I hear amen? You know, it was God that started the conversion with Abraham. That you see, let me not hide from you my plan. Every Christian, in the place of prayer, if you tarry enough, you can be lifted to begin to understand what is about to happen on the face of the earth. It might be connected to you or not connected to you. It might be about your environment, about your nation, about your future, or the future of people around you. Every Christian can function this way, but the first rule is that you must study. Only those who wait upon the Lord. What is the meaning of waiting? Waiting means waiting. We wait on you. This is why some people will finish praying and they have said what they wanted to say. And they are still sitting down. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. When we say thank you repeatedly, we are giving our spirit an opportunity to stay before this mighty God. There is a revelation. Listen. At the outer, outer court, you know, man, Moses Tabernacle was outer court, inner and holy. So, at the outer court, outer court, nothing much happens there. God told Aaron, and maybe when we begin this, we start going deeper. God told Aaron, He said, Oh boy, in the only, the oldest of all, the third, third, third place, so outer court, inner court, holy of holy, or holy of holies. Inside that Holy of Holies, there was just something there. The Ark of Covenant with two angels, their wings facing each other. And then they were standing on the mercy seat. So one, the mercy seat was like a box. One angel on this side, one angel on this side, with their wings spread like this. And God told Aaron that, and he told Moses, when I want to speak, I will speak with you from within the mercy seat. You see, between those angels facing each other, there is a kind of hole between them. My voice comes from that hole. In other words, at the outside court, at the inner room, you cannot hear my voice. But I am going to speak in a very soft way when you come into the last veil. And sincerely speaking, you come there by invitation of the Spirit. What doesn't happen in many prayer meetings? Is that people don't wait enough till the spirit beckons on them to come. Inside there, God will give you opportunity. You as one girl can adjust the destiny of a nation. You know, many people don't know this aspect of God. Thank God for corporate prayers. But you see, one saint, one Christian can hold a nation to ransom. One, nation, one Christian can set free a nation. So it's not exactly correct that God needs many parts at all times. 
Abraham alone did it. God can use one man. If that man can actually enter the holies of all and get to a place where, honestly speaking, at that time, even you will know that this words I'm saying is not an empty word. You know what you are saying is not empty. That time you can actually, almost literally feel God standing before you. And you are presenting a request before you. But you know that that request is not what is coming from your mind. It is what the Spirit puts there. You are just saying that, Lord, what about you have mercy on this? What about let this cancer leave my mom? It's at that point that you hear the voice and say, as you have said, I will do. Any promise you take out of that place will never go unfulfilled. It's impossible. Hallelujah. Hidden things are revealed there. Hidden things are revealed. Things you can't explain. Why is the family always like this? At times you are there and God is speaking to you about a friend. Many times about your life. That in four years time, you will just come and knowing that, see, what is going to happen is this. This year and next year, I'm on preparation by my third year. This and this will begin to happen. enter into the holies of holies I enter to the blood of the Lamb if you are not a waiter you will not be a deep you will not be deep in the place of prayer if you are not a waiter let me say this that somebody once said if it means playing worship song when you are there somehow along the line I don't even like to begin to tell God by word. Sometimes you are speaking, you know it's coming from your mouth. But when the presence takes over, it changes the dynamics. You just know that right now, everyone is involved what is going on right here on this my bed. And that's one you will always see result when you finish praying. There is no situation you cannot adjust on this note. But many people rush out before yeah, this what I've described because you go to it, you might not do this every day. See, it might not even take one hour forever. It takes just one thing. Your mind being there, just knowing that you have to yield. As you yield, your spirit rises above your mind, and then the things of the spirit will begin that way. Worship you. I worship you. Lord, I will. In the place of prayer, once there is the touch of the Spirit, you will know. That is when you might think you have been there for 15 minutes and you have been there for two hours. Because at that time, it is normal. The flesh is subdued completely. The Spirit gains ascendance over the flesh and then the Spirit is in control. And revelations are flying. Most times, even people around you can tell that you have been to a realm beyond this natural realm, even though you have not left the seat where you are sitting now. So for Moses, he had to climb. He could not tell God those things at the, on the ground. So it was when he got to the mountain, just like Abraham and Nathan stood before God, they said, you know what, you have to forgive these people. You don't make that request on the ground. It's up. Now, we don't need to go and climb any mountain. It's inside. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So we don't need to climb. It's inside. And the more you do this, the more spiritual you become. 
Is somebody with me? That's why we, we pray in tongues. But it goes beyond tongues after a while. Now look at what the Bible says. Go back to Romans 8 and let me just end here. I'm not, are, are you getting what I'm saying tonight? Just always know the starting point is we need to wait. Have you prayed to the point where you don't know what to say again? Yet you are vibrating and no word is coming out. That is what Romans 8 talks about. He said the spirit himself helps with that with groanings that cannot be uttered. And he that searches the mind of the spirit. He said because the spirit is praying according to the will of God. According to the will of God. New things are released on the face of the earth this way. I consider this many times when you do this. Many times when this is done. Now this is not done. This is just an observation. Especially in the night. It's likely a vision will follow. Because the episode will continue when you sleep. If you do this and pick up the Bible to store, the light will come. We cannot do ori ori with God in the place of prayer. But I found that the more you do this, the shorter the time becomes for you to get to that realm. So people just need that and in five minutes, the spirit takes complete control. But some, they are struggling. The stomach is making noise. Then you are thinking about what to do in the office. Then the assignment, and you are on your news. But right there on your news, you are in 10,000 other places. You are in the kitchen, even though you are on your news. And then one mail, you have not replied. Somebody that you have not called. Oh, I need to recharge my phone. And all those are coming up. It's because you are still in this realm. One night, Papa Egi was with his friend that he had gone to preach for. And they were talking at the kitchen. They were just talking about the things of the Spirit. Talking about Jesus and the kingdom can help. The conversation was, see, when you're talking about Jesus in your house, something beyond ordinary begins to take place. He is a living person. And the Bible said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name. He didn't say only when they are praying. If the subject of their gathering, so you are eating Indomie and you and your friend, you are talking about Jesus. Indomie becomes fire. <laughs> like those like minister doing some force, it was in me, then it turns to fire. <laughs> are you with me? Yes, talking, even though you are eating, but you are talking about Jesus. Do you know many Christians are not conscious of Jesus? And that is the name above all names. I have read over and over again out of Apostle. They did not emphasize fasting, even though fasting is thank God we are fasting. I'm not again. We are fasting for 30 days. So we are fasting. But they emphasize the name Christ. It was a daily reality. They stayed in his name. When they arrested, they arrested them for said they taught resurrection in the name of Jesus. We can teach things in any other name. We can teach how to be wise. We can teach marriage with the philosophies of this world. But we can teach through Christ. 
And that is the solid rock that does not fail. All other rock, all other sound, all other ground, they are sinking sound. This is the only one that does not sink. Begin to talk about Jesus in your house. Hallelujah. As the girl came, the daughter of the man came and he said, Shall we pray? You know. Do you know how many people God touch on Sunday and then it's going to be more powerful this Sunday? I have told people repeatedly and sometimes you stop talking about it because Africa has their own way. They want a place where, oh, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And I told somebody that, but some of us haven't been doing that. And by the grace of God, we'll keep walking from one level of victory to another. Because by strength shall no man prevail. A moment with Jesus will change your life forever. He is the only superstar. He has done all the work. When you rely on what he has done, grace will come to you. If you do your own work, you can't fight Satan on your own. And even people go physical. I'm punching Satan. Now, I'm not saying that is wrong. Now, am I saying that is right? But you sometimes just wonder. The only one that could punch him gave him a technical knockout a long time ago. He does not need another point. The one Jesus gave him is enough. Just saying the name of Jesus Christ, at the mention of his name, every kneel. Hallelujah. So the daughter of that pastor came. They were talking till 10. It was their custom in their house that the father would pray with the girl on her bed and then she would fall asleep. I said, Dad, I'm supposed to go to school tomorrow, but you have been talking with your friend till 10 o'clock. So the father said, okay, okay, let me come and pray with you. Then the father stopped and said, okay, by the way, God, they were talking in the kitchen. They were drinking a glass of milk. father said, come, come. Instead of me following you to the room, my friend Papa Egin, he said, why don't you just let the two of us pray with you together? Then you can go and say, we can continue our gist. As soon as they knelt down, I believe it must have because they've been talking about Jesus and the kingdom. Can I think he said, before his knees could reach the ground, he just saw Jesus standing at the end of the kitchen. And he said, I'm going to show you and Jesus said some things. Egan's books are all over the world. He did not come to Nigeria once. He had the books everywhere. There's no part that doesn't read Egan. But the things that Jesus shared with him, I think also that Jesus appeared to him about 14 times at different times. And then they will tell him that if you have faith what I've just shown you now, I will appear to you again. But they won't tell you when. Then it just happened, just will just come. One night was at the prayer meeting. A very it rained and people didn't come to church. Only very few people. And he sat on the altar praying. He just saw Jesus. Tell husband was ministry one day in one African country. Over 100 people saw Jesus on the stage all together. These were non-Christians, farmers, local people. One of them saw first. He raised a shout and everybody saw. And they called over 50 the following day. They all described the same thing. They saw the same person. Just saw a person wearing white and he stood on the stage. The Son of God is real. It's real. And it can be real to you every day in the place of prayer. And you carry that experience out of your room, into your day. Possessed people can tell that there is something about you. Hallelujah. I believe this is the meaning of let your head not lack oil. I believe. When we start doing this, there is power in our words. It's an aura that is rubbed on you from a secret place as you come out. And it does not go. 
You are talking to friends, ordinary simple gist, but something is happening to them. I saw one of the persons that made a very beautiful comment on the post I made today. But then I remember it was one of the most brilliant in our class secondary school. It was after exam and we did not want to go to assembly. No, we're young, so we're running away dodging the teachers. I was a prepared they were dodging the teachers. So we're running. And we got to a point where we had escaped all the teachers and we all sat down laughing about the fact that we escaped smartly. And I just stopped and said that, are you born again? Are you saved? And the conviction, the power of God fell on him. And he gave his life to Christ there. And the Spirit of God came mightily upon him. And then he went to do medicine in one school and he was, I mean, he shook his school for Christ. Converting a person accidentally. But I remember that from secondary school, we practice these things. Sometimes we will gather praying, no particular subject matter. We just start worshiping and start praying, and the prayers of God will come down. All of us will fall under the power of God. Many people will fall. Me, I don't always fall. <laughs> One that started thinking that maybe there was a problem. Because all my life, <laughs> there was a point I came to our school that day and he prayed for everybody. Everybody fell under the power. Me, I just stood like one. So my will, my secular, what did I do, right? What is going on? But then, I began to pray for people, secondary school. There was, I was talking to about 300 people, and about over 100 fell under the power of God. I mean, I've never fallen. You don't need to fall to know that God is with you. <laughs> In fact, it will make you rise, not fall. There's nothing wrong with falling under the power. Yeah, there can be a breeze of the Spirit and people fall. But people should not over, you know, too much attention on that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Is someone blessed tonight? Yes, Let's rise. Let me stop. My time is up. We don't have to finish everything. We're praying Lester Sobra's house. He was on the field, mission field. And he was attacked with this terrible fever. He was riding a mule in a thick jungle. And he fell down from the moon and died. Then after some minutes, he became, he just opened his hand. He was okay and he was perfectly okay. He wrote the man in college, but he wrote down the date in his diary. Months after that, he came back home to America. And his mom, a grandma, called him that come. So, so they, what happened? And he told her, he said, hey, no wonder. That you were away in the jungle in one nation, in, in Asia. He said, that night were in your house. And as they began to talk about Jesus, they were prepared to pray for Lester. They were praying and they knew they were praying for Lester. They abandoned the Bible study they came for. That prayer just continued and continued. See, when you start praying like this, you will love prayer. Because you will know you are a spiritual man. You are just not flesh and blood. All of a sudden, this, at this realm, prayer is sweet. See, there is nobody that does not want spiritual power. Everybody wants to sing to the realm of the spirits. It gives people joy. Forget Europe. They are watching crystal ball there. All kinds of courts are rising in Europe. Because man, God designed man not to be separated from the supernatural. Everybody wants a spiritual power, supernatural power. Ability to see. Yeah. You are in your car, you know what will happen next. Where to stop? Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We worship. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. 
So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again, and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of your family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.